Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Strother. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. The mission of Shifter is to empower women with tools to shift their minds to level up in business and life. We aim to support the big dreams of all women and want to celebrate their success. Each month, we will highlight the story of a woman-owned business. Today, we are sharing Peru's online jewelry shop. Peru's has evolved from a booth in a vintage marketplace to an online jewelry shop that continues to grow every day. They offer affordable jewelry, including both trendy and classic pieces that you can wear over and over again. Jordan, who started out just designing jewelry for herself, is the maker and manager of all things Peru's. Check out her Instagram at peruse.shop or find her under Peru's shop on Etsy. Now, on to our episode. Hi, and welcome to the Shift Her podcast. Today, we have Erica Shepard with us. Welcome, Erica. Um, Erica believes in a world where people can transform the pressure in high-demand jobs and feel relief within themselves. She spent almost a decade working as a nurse and nurse practitioner in the conventional medical field, primarily in psychiatry and mental health. She now serves as an international speaker, consultant, coach, and healer, where she empowers professionals in high-pressure work environments to use their innate abilities to transform pressure into relief. When you spend time with Erica, you go on a powerful journey within. Join her in furthering the Good Enough movement. So thanks again so much for joining us, Erica. I'm so excited to have you here today. Um, Erica and I met a few months ago at a women's conference and um, virtual, and we hit it off. She really was inspiring, and uh, I knew that I had to ask you to be on the podcast and connect with you and see where that went. So thank you so much for agreeing to do this today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Brooke. Um, is there anything else that you want to add to that? Um, I just really kind of wanted to see what the Good Enough movement is, if you can explain how that got started uh, and what you're doing and how you're making an impact with that movement. Absolutely. So the Good Enough movement is for anyone who is looking to transcend just knowing that their work and what they do in the world is good enough and actually feeling that what they're doing in the world and who they are and how they're showing up is, is good enough and embracing and embodying that. Uh, anybody who's part of the good enough movement, I call them gems, G E M good enough movement. You see what I did there. <laughs> and um, The thing is, is that gems are formed under pressure, like actual gemstones are formed under pressure. So diamonds are always start off with a bunch of dirt and you know, nasty awesomeness. And then you use that pressure to transform into the most beautiful thing ever. So I truly believe that the pressure we experience in our everyday lives can be the catalyst when used properly and with the right guidance can be used to allow us to transform ourselves into our highest potential. And so what I aim to do with the good enough movement is 
empower and educate people to not let that pressure break us down, but build us up and transform it into a place where it's not this thing that's happening against us. It's working for us. And we just need to learn how to use it. I love that. Um, that's what we talk about a lot in shifter is, you know, how things are happening for us. Um, yes. and personally on my own journey, the, the good enough piece, I, I mean, it really is a problem specifically for women, um, in your personal life, but also in your professional life and in careers where there are a lot of people who are high achievers and there's a lot of demand on them. Um, it's, it's really easy to fall into that mindset um, or have some imposter syndrome around whether or not, you know, you are good enough in what you're doing or to even be doing what you're doing. So I love that you're doing this movement. I love, I love the gyms. That's awesome. Gems, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. All my gems out there that everybody has the potential to, to shine bright in whatever way they're meant to. And so it's not about comparing ourselves and Am I as, you know, shiny and bright as this person and whatnot? It's about coming into your own gemstone self. Well, and you've kind of had, um, you know, you're coming from a background in the medical field. Um, you yep. spent a lot of significant time there. Obviously, you're very successful in your profession. What was kind of a, a pivotal breakthrough in your life that kind of helped you shift your mindset and set you down um, the path to where you're at today? Absolutely. So back in 2016, 2017, I was about to graduate from Georgetown University, which is one of the most prestigious universities in the world. And I was very blessed to have gone there and get my education as a nurse practitioner from there. And I was about to graduate summa cum laude, which is the highest honors. I had at this point been married, I think, seven years to my college sweetheart. And he was in medical school. We were kind of rocking it. And people were like, oh, look at them go, you know, the power medical couple. And we we're like, oh, thank you. And, you know, <laughs> just doing the thing. And I was living in the exact place I would want to live in the exact um, housing situation I'd want to live in. And then really at this point, Brooke, I was, I had checked off every box in my achievement list, like everything I had set out to do at 20. Now I was doing in my late twenties and if you'd asked me on any given day how I felt, I would have said, good. I mean, I'm good. What, what is there to complain about, right? And my body had a different story. So it was around this time my health started falling apart. Um, I started developing full body rashes. I started losing my hair in chunks. Um, I gained 15 pounds out of nowhere and was developing severe gut issues where I looked four months pregnant at any given time. And when you're not four months pregnant and look four months pregnant, it's like, no, thank you. Right. Um, yeah, I need, do I need to get mom, you know, pregnancy pants now? Like, come on. And so it was just to, I was very confused because my life was so quote unquote perfect. And, um, my body was telling me a different story and I started seeking medical help, of course. And here I was also a medical professional. And when all my tests came back, they're like, there is not a thing wrong with you. There's not a single blood work marker that is out of range. I wish my patient's blood work looked like yours. Like that's the that's the feedback I kind of got. So it was around that time. I, um, I wasn't okay with that answer. And so I took myself on as my own patient, <laughs> I call it. And I'm like, girl, we're going to figure this out. And I had always consulted textbooks and 
you know, medical literature and my colleagues for information. And it was the first time in my life that I decided to go inward and consult myself as to what is going on. If met everything medically is okay, why is my body freaking out? And, um, what I started to realize is when I got quiet and sat with myself, which those of us who are high achievers and working in high demand, high pressure, uh, environments do not always take the time to do. We're always giving to the job. We're always giving to other people, serving others and not really taking the time to look at ourselves. And so I started doing three things. One of the things I uh, did was build that relationship with myself. The second thing was I started consulting my emotions, which is like the non-sexy thing to do. I, I, I say, you know, I say that and people are like, oh no, not the emotions. But I, you know, I, I tell people, you know, they are messengers that are here to give, tell us a story and they're, they're not good or bad. But when I slow down and recognizing, you know what, actually I have emotions other than good. I'm actually kind of angry. I'm kind of frustrated. I'm actually really confused. Um, you know, I'm really getting burnt out and, you know, my husband and I, my husband and I were starting to argue a lot and I'm like, why is that? Why? And then why do I feel angry about it? You know? So when I slowed down and consulting my emotions, I started to feel the stories behind my emotions. Like, why did I feel that way? And then the third thing I started to do was, well, when I really looked at it, I wasn't as happy as I wanted to be. I actually wasn't happy. Um, I was supposed to be happy, but I wasn't happy. And so I did a mindset shift instead of building the bridge from where I was to where I wanted to be. I started because I did that. I told you, I checked every box off the success bucket list. And so I switched it to what if I build a bridge from where I was to how I wanted to feel instead of where I wanted to be, because that might change the map drastically. Right. And, and, and in fact, it, it did when I started to connect to what if I wanted to feel relief, right? What if I wanted to feel happy, joy, more joy? I wanted to feel more joy, more, more, uh, less anger, less sadness. Um, and so when I started listening to my formula for that, um, where I was going was, was very different. I recognized I didn't want to be in the conventional medical field. Um, anymore. And I have nothing against conventional medicine, um, but I felt like I was supposed to take the knowledge that I had gained up to that point and be called into a different direction with it and a more holistic route with it. Um, recognizing, you know, the partner I had at the time was more of a good friend and that that could not be reconciled. Right. You know, so it, there was all these different things that were absolutely um, earth shattering for me because life as I had planned it for up to that point was just completely falling into something else. It was very scary. Yeah. And I mean, it's so awesome to hear how you kind of stepped into that and just allowed it to flow because the supposed to's, that's what I always refer to it as the supposed to's. And, and a lot of people who like us, who are high achievers, like we do, we yeah, you know, there's a little bit of people pleasing in there, but a lot of it is this is how we have learned that we are supposed to be. These are the steps that you take. And once you do these things, and like you said, you check all these boxes, you're supposed to be happy. You'll have these things and this is how you're supposed to yep. feel. 
And then it's very, very confusing and very, very scary whenever you cannot reconcile your true feelings with how you're supposed to be feeling. And then it doesn't make any sense to you. But I mean, you're so right. That's exactly kind of how my journey unfolded. Also, it's, you know, doing all the things I was supposed to do. And then I almost felt guilty for not, I, I don't know, like I was, I was grateful, but like not appreciating it, I guess. I don't know, like not being okay with it, not feeling okay with it. Um, and it took me a little bit to actually realize, and like you said, sitting in your feelings, feeling the things and trying to understand why you're feeling that way. Um, it took me a long time to get to the point where I even allowed myself to do that piece. So that I could right. get out of it and recognize, you know, from an outside perspective that, you know, this is not me creating this narrative. This is, this is the narrative that family, friends, society, people told me I was supposed to be and where I was supposed to go. Right. And, um, and it does, it takes such a toll. You and I've talked about it before. It took a toll on my health too. And I did the same thing. I was like, what is wrong with me? I have no medical background, but I was just like, I know you're supposed to yep. say it's nothing, but it is definitely, I am way too young to feel the way I yep. do. I am way too young to be, you know, going, I've talked a few times on the podcast about how I've, um, you know, had stroke level blood pressure. I was hospitalized several times. Like that was just crazy. It, and for what? Right. The same thing, like, oh, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm fine. Everything should be, you know, check the box. Everything should be good. So I think that is so important, you know, to take the time, the most impactful thing you said to me just now in, in going through it, I loved your process um, because I think sometimes it's hard for people, even if they are hearing what we're saying, um, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I relate to that. Uh, a lot of people are, well, how do I do that? So I love that you, um, that's one thing that always impresses me when I talk to you, you always have kind of a method for how you approach things. Uh, and I very much am somebody that likes to know the science behind things or how things work. And, and that's how I choose what I invest my time and energy into. But um, I really, you know, like your journey and how you took yourself through that. And, and it wasn't external. You didn't look for somebody else to fix that for you. You just took it on yourself. And I know that you mm -hmm. had um, kind of like, you know, it's gradual also, but I know you had kind of a pivotal turning point that kind of changed everything and the trajectory of your career. Uh, we like to say, you know, turning your mess into your message. So um, do you want to kind of share that story of kind of the events that unfolded and, and how it propelled you forward to the wonderful things that you're doing now. Oh, yes. So the story does not end. <laughs> does not end there. There's more. So <laughs> it, yes, there's more. You know, what you were just saying, let, I want to practice this real quick. Um, that you were saying, you know, you had stroke level blood pressure. Here I was with my hair falling out and the, these rashes erupting all over my body, which really is in my um, case, looked like a presentation of um, autoimmune uh, flare, which I do have a history of autoimmune uh, disorders that they could never diagnose uh, because it never fit the profile of anything that I was able to heal through, you know, nutrition and lifestyle. Uh, but this was a different level of that. And what I recognize um, as a medical professional and someone who has collected all these stories over the years of all these patients, right? And all these clients that I've had, and your story just totally resonates with me on that, is that so many medical issues are caused by the pressure of us suppressing who we really are and the stress 
and hormonal and biochemical response in our body that comes from that suppression of our emotions, of our feelings, of our dreams, of our calling, of the expression of who we really are. And so I can imagine for you, like hearing your story and then coupled with mine is that that that's a, a, a huge theme even in our own stories. And I know a lot of you listening out there um, who are like, I can't figure out what's medically going wrong with me. <laughs> you know, how much are you suppressing who you really are, right? And, or what you really feel or what you're called to do. So that's just a little nugget to put out there. Um, yeah, I'm telling you, dude, I'm telling you, like this is stuff they do not teach in the medical textbook. <laughs> So the story going on for me and my evolution of this journey, um, man, let me tell you, I had to come to terms with my prescription, my, my, my healing. I knew that I saw that this was what was happening, that I, this, my, what I was doing, and it wasn't on a conscious level, but I was suppressing my emotions and I was suppressing therefore my truth. And I decided I couldn't do that anymore. And so I made some drastic changes and a couple came, it was kind of like in a stepwise approach. So 2017 was the reckoning for me. Um, that spring, I had come to terms with my marriage. We had tried for three years to um, you know, go to therapy and work things out. And what I realized in that process, the truth that came out for me was I was married to a good friend who I was trying to make into my husband for, you know, 10, 11 years. And there was no, and I married such a good guy. That was the other should, right? That was the other guilty thing. This man did not, he was a good guy. He was, did not cheat on me. He would not drink on me. You know what I mean? Like he was a good guy. And I had to come to terms that this isn't my guy though. And I come from um, a family with some trauma lines on both sides. And so you know, Erica did the most <laughs> amazing thing of not marrying an abusive man, right? So the, for me to be like, why would you leave him? You know, but I, my truth was this is, this is a friend. And when you are trying to make someone who they're not to you and vice versa, right? It's becomes a miserable situation. And I had to come to terms with that. So I left my marriage, um, of 10 years. I got married when I was 20. So I was a babe. And here I was at 30 leaving my, my, my marriage. We grew up together and it was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make um, because I knew how much, how hurtful that would be. And you didn't want to hurt someone you really cared about. Um, and then two weeks later, uh, the, the, I was working at an integrative pediatric clinic as a nurse practitioner. And I still hadn't come to terms with yet where I was going with my career. But two weeks after leaving my husband, I got laid off that job due to budget cuts. And she was not taking the practice where she thought she was. So she sat me down. This was two weeks after leaving my marriage. And she's like, hey, I'm so sorry. I know the timing on this is terrible. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, holy crap. And so I went into fear mode versus flow mode. Yeah at that moment. And I was like, I need to get another integrative nurse practitioner job. And I did. And then I had a funny feeling about it the whole time. And four weeks after starting this job, the guy who hired me sits me down and he's like, and I don't think this is going to work. And I'm like, what do you mean? You don't think this is going to work? Usually I'm like employee of the year. <laughs> like, 
I have never been laid off in my life. Usually they're asking me to move up the chain and, you know, leadership and all this other stuff. I, and all, and then all of a sudden, like, nope, you're laid off to budget cuts. And then, oh, you don't think this is going to work. And, and I was like, why don't you think this is going to work? And he started criticizing my hair, the way I dressed. And I was just like, oh, heck no. Like you clearly are not invested in having me as an employee um, you thought I was somebody different than I was like, thank you for the opportunity. So in four months I got divorced and laid off twice. And I'm like, what is happening to my life? What, what is happening? I do not understand. So I cried it out that day. I came home and I grabbed my cat and (laughs) as we do, (laughs) as we do, I just grabbed my cat and sobbed some ugly sobs. And I was like, I have I had always been so sure of where I was going in my life. I had always a five, 10 year plan. And for the first time in my life, Brooke, I had nothing. I had nothing. And it was soul shaking. Just, oh my gosh. Like I'd always been so certain and to follow my heart of like, what isn't working for me, lead you, let me, let me into this abyss of unknown which I understand why people don't go there. It's scary. You know, it's just really scary. So I cried it out that day and I woke up the next morning early and the word mind body medicine came like into my consciousness. And I had been introduced to it the year before at my last semester at Georgetown. It was this whole type of medicine where your, um, your spiritual and emotional health dictate and influence your physical health. And it was one of those things that was like, oh, someday I'll do that. Because at that point in my life, I was shooting myself mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, shooting myself to death. Oh, well, I need to do this kind of medicine, you know, more integrated medicine for maybe five to 10 years. And then, and then once I get that under my belt, like, you know, then I'll do that thing that I want to do. Well, the universe was just like, honey, no. And just like kick the, the stool out from underneath me. You know, I land on the floor, you know, face first, knock the wind out of me, but I was awake at this point. And I'm like, you know what? I wonder if the Centers for Mind Body Medicine has their beginners training coming up anytime soon. So I went on Google at 8 a.m. This is the day after I got laid off, right? I went on Google at 8 a.m. Turned out that Monday, this was Friday, that Monday, their beginners training was starting in California. And I booked a flight. I booked, I booked it all. And I, 48 hours after I got laid off, I went to the training that I always, that happened to be. Yeah within, within hours of me getting laid off. And when I got there, it felt so life-giving and the emotions I had were what joy, relief, the pressure. I was no longer making myself fit into this small box. That wasn't me. I was actually following what was in my heart. What I knew it was the next phase of what I was called to do. And I felt like I could breathe. Um, And when I came back to North Carolina, because that's where I'm based out of, I decided I wasn't going to shoot from the hip, that I needed to build, do some more trainings and build some stuff before I built my practice up. But what was I going to do in the meantime to support myself? And I said, I'm going to, instead of ask myself, what should I be doing to make me happy? What would actually make me happy? So my invitation to the listeners is stop shoulds, what would actually make you happy because I love the word would because it it makes you own it know what would actually make you happy and if you don't know you at least get the opportunity to start playing with it so at that point I was single as hell broke 
with three cats, you know, borderline cat lady. And I decided, okay, what would make me happy is traveling the world right now. And I'm kind of broke. So what would enable me to do that working for the airlines? Mm -hmm. So here I was a Georgetown graduate and, you know, master's level nurse practitioner. And I gave up a six figure income and I took a part-time job with uh, the airlines as a ramp agent, bringing the planes with the orange glow sticks. And I went somewhere every month because when you work for an airline, even if it's part-time, you get free flights. That's awesome. So for, so while I was building up my practice, I just worked with people who, who had barely graduated high school. This is a very you know basic entry-level blue collar job. And I was the happiest, most free, most joyous, like I had ever been. And I was living my best life. My Instagram was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> And I was single, so I'd turn on Bumble in Sweden. I'd be like, hello, Sven. Like, yes, I'll go to dinner with you. You know? And I was like, okay, Erica's living her best life. And it looked nothing like it should have, whatever the heck that means to any of us, right? And I started owning what would make me happy. What would bring me joy? Where is Erica to fit into that? And it all worked out. In that process, I built up my practice that is now you know, thriving and very successful. And eventually I had to get to the point where I had to quit the airline because I, um, my business, my practice got too busy, which is a good problem to have. But I had those two years to just live in really practice and owning and embodying living in out of my heart versus in my head. And I think so many of us get caught up in that and it's learning how to integrate the, the two, but allowed that pressure of, of all of that to happen. And guess what happened in that time? My hair grew back my rashes went away. I lost 15 pounds without doing a darn thing. My, my stomach was back to normal, happy belly, you know, no more four months pregnant. And so, and I didn't do anything differently. Like my, I was always eating healthy that whole time. I was, you know, low, low inflammation, um, type foods, you know, I was exercising the whole time. So I did nothing differently, except I allowed myself and gave myself permission to, say yes to what fueled me up, you know, filled me up in what was really my fuel. I talk about this a lot now is that so many of us out there are hungry. We're hungry for more. And we are, we're like Tesla is trying to fill ourselves up with diesel. Mm -hmm. We're not filling ourselves up with the right fuel source for us. And we're saying, well, I should be able to run on diesel. No, that's not how it works. So yeah, that's kind of where it went. And I lived this crazy life journey. I still live a crazy life journey, but that was, that was a fun, that was an interesting chapter to, to be this, you know, Ivy league grad working blue collar job and just saying, screw it. I'm going to do what may brings me joy. I love that. I love that analogy. And I love that, you know, you were open to doing that. It allowed you the time and space to kind of figure out where you wanted to go uh, to build up what you really wanted to do. Because I think so many people do get stuck in, even if they are maybe a little bit awakened to their misalignment or, um, and they recognize maybe some of the things that they would be doing. Um, it, there's always that ego, that little voice that's, well, you have to do this first, or, you know, there's certain steps to take or sacrifices to make, or, you know, even, well, Yes, but you're not able to do that. I mean, I know so many times when in my own personal life, when 
you know, I knew I needed to move along or do other things, but, you know, I maybe stayed in a relationship too long or a job too long because I felt like, well, I have to do this or I have to stay in this. And you don't, because when you step away from that, the universe steps in and just meets you there. Just like you were like, okay, Friday, what am I going to do? Let me, you know, feel through this grief, through these emotions. And then boom, well, you got to throw that away because this is what's for you. And this is where you need to be going. And it's so powerful. And you just have to kind of step out and trust in every single time um, that, you know, I've done that in my life. It, it has moved the things not for me out of the way. And, and I've been taken care of. The universe has met me there because I've stepped out and had that faith. I mean, similar, we've talked about it, um, you know, right after I, I I was married for 15 years and and then, you know, probably around the same, which I always think it's very interesting because I talked to a lot of people in this mindset space and uh, it was around 2017 for me too when things started moving and shaking in my brain. And so, uh, but it, it seems to line up with a lot of people. So just, it's a random interesting fact for me. Um, but yeah, I, I finally was like, okay, well, you know, I had this messed up money mindset. I fixed it and I was like, I can do this. I'm going to do it. This is, this is what I need to do. I don't know what it looks like. It's scary. I'm just going to do it and see what happens on the other side. And then boom, my divorce was final. School shut down for COVID. <laughs> and then yeah. business for like six months in my business. I was like, oh my gosh. But I had more than enough. I just, it found its way. Um, and, and every time I've needed something to fall away I don't even it's not even hard like if you're living in your space like where you're supposed to be things fall away just easily that aren't meant for you and the things that you're supposed to be have do just come into your life so I, I love hearing your story every time and um you know, hearing how it, it really is you just trusted and you put it out there and you were open to what was yours and you put down and stopped carrying the stuff that felt too heavy so I love that Thank you so much. And I think for a lot of people who are listening, who are, you know, in high achieving, high pressure professions and, you know, these, these professionals, there is a lot of, um, oh, here's my cat. We have a guest. And so um, what I realized for myself, and I know this resonates for a lot of people in that space is a lot of us learned how to get our needs met growing up through control and needing to control our external circumstances in order to get our needs met. And, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, for myself, letting go of that control is it's really coming from this inner child space. A lot of the healing I do with people is around inner child. And, um, cause they're all, every age of us is still alive and well within us right now. So sometimes when we have a hard time letting go, it's really our eight-year-old self who has a hard time letting go. Or if we are really upset about something, sometimes it's our five-year-old self who's really the one who's upset about this thing, you know, depending on what happened at certain points in our life. And from what you're saying is that the more you align and just say yes to what you love and what brings you joy, the easier the stuff just aligns and falls away. That, that has been 100% my experience. When I start to come up against resistance, um, there's, it's really cause there's resistance within me to what's happening, um, in some big way. We're all just giant cell phone tire towers. I say this all the time. We're all just putting out signals and receiving signals and the universe is just responding to whatever we're putting out. And I take, I take 100% full responsibility for my reality. Like my reality is how it is 
100% my responsibility to change it if I want it to be different. But the kicker is, is how much are you aligning with what's in your heart? Because the more you're aligning with what's in your head, that the universe doesn't work with that space. You know, this, div- this divine uh, energy does not work with that space. I've had a big revelation recently that um, a, a healer of mine said, you know, stop, only say yes to what's, a- are we allowed to swear on you? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, so he's like, only say yes to what's a fuck yes. And he's like, stop saying yes to half yeses. And I was like, ooh, that hits me because I have historically been the queen of half yeses. And so my new mantra is if it's a half yes, it's a fuck no. I love that so much. Gretchen um, always says, if it's uh, not a hell yes, then it's a no. And yes. And, and then I remember doing a study a while back and they were talking about this. They were talking about using your best yes. and. Uh, I mean, I was kind of the same way too. I was, I was saying yes to things, but then I was showing up in a badass mood. <laughs> like I just didn't do it. And so I wasn't bringing my self, best self to the table. So it's like your best yes, a lot of times is saying no, because if you're saying no, then you're saying yes to the things that you want to be doing that you're there for. And then you're showing up and, you know, killing it and happy to be there. So uh, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, and I, even in this journey of um, the first few years of my private practice, you know, I was seeing a lot of one-to-one clients, um, was doing a lot of this mind-body medicine and energy healing work um, and coaching um, on a one-to-one a la carte basis. And after, and it felt perfect there for a, a while, for a few years. And then all of a sudden things shifted and it wasn't feeling good anymore. And I, I was still getting out of that should mindset. Right. And I'm like, well, what the heck? I was just confused. Yeah. Because how can something that be, can be so rewarding and has been so life-giving for the last few years, all of a sudden feel wrong. And really what all it was, my soul was saying is that this part of it needs to shift now. Like you got what you needed out of it. And it took me a while to like figure that out and listen to that. But if I hadn't, but I, it's not that I wasn't listening to it. I just didn't know what to make of it. And I was still doing that kind of work. And then after a few months, it was starting to burn out on me where again, how could something that used to be so life-giving start to burn me out? Right. And it's because I was resisting the energy. I was resisting the shift. And really it wasn't the work that was burning me out. It was really the energetic resistance within me of what was coming next. And in gosh, in the last year, I mean, everybody's gone through so much with the whole COVID pandemic and has allowed the space for so many things to shift within us. But even in this amazing journey of mine, I was being starting to being called to corporate consulting. And I'm like, what universe, you must be mistaken. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do want, I would, I thought I wanted nothing to do with corporate America. Right. But it was starting to show me that you're meant to serve one to many versus just solely one-to-one and you're meant to go change systems. Yes. And the people who work in these systems in mass quantity are going to benefit from those shifts. And so it was showing me this, but I was so resistant to it because it didn't make any sense to what my head. Yeah. Yeah. And, but when I started to allow myself to lean into it, it felt relief. I felt relief. I felt, well, wait, this is the thing. And this actually feels really good and joyous and juicy. And, and so I think we all just have to always be awake to, if we decide to get on the path of joy to, to really always be listening, be mindful and 
be aware when our souls are kind of like shifting, you need to go down this path now. Like that, that there's anything wrong with the path you've been on. You know, we just have to be awake to what's going on. Because for me, what I'm realizing is all those years as a nurse and nurse practitioner and healer were to collect data right. for the stuff that I'm now bringing into the world and the healing tools and stuff I'm bringing to people now in the world. It was all to collect data. And it's like, okay, noted. <laughs> I mean, you're speaking directly to my soul at this very moment in time. And space. <laughs> because that's kind of, I think over the last, at least maybe three to six months, that's kind of one of the things that I've been working through too, is here are all these things, like you said, that have been, you know, feeding you. And, and for me, it's like, there's a certain loyalty that I keep to people. Yes, loyalty. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I try to figure out what the misalignment is without necessarily looking at that. Like, okay, what can I do to fix it? As opposed to looking at it as here are the things um, that I have gained from this, but this wasn't meant to be, you know, what I thought it was meant to be or whatever. This was yeah. meant to build me to go in this direction. And that resistance, because uh, <laughs> I'm at that place too, where it's like, oh, I can't, any of that resistance or friction or, you know, negative juju, I cannot hang on to it. Like I, I am almost like forced to go low in the direction I'm supposed to flow because it just feels so unbearably blah. <laughs> so yeah, it becomes unbearable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, yeah. Of course, every time I talk to you, I'm like, yes, exactly. I feel like that's kind of what I've been realizing, probably one of the most important things I've been realizing, I mean, even as recently in, in the last months, really defining what that looks like and what that means for me moving forward and, and even giving myself the permission to change the plan. It's giving ourselves permission to change the plan, how, however drastic yeah. or scary that might look. Cause I know even for me with this change of going more into, um, I still see clients one-to-one -one if they really want to do a hardcore six months work with me, but to change into corporate consulting and public speaking more. So, I mean, I knew I wanted to do public speaking for a long time, but the corporate consulting thing just, I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> like, but the thing is that I can see it. If I really look back, Brooke, over the years, oh my gosh, when I worked in corporate uh, medical, you know, as a nurse, they were always trying to get me to come up to leadership. And I was always like, heck no, like that's not where, I, and that was not what I was meant to do at the time, but there was always this like saying like, Erica, we need you here, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. And I was just kind of like, I think my soul was like, this is just not the place or the time of how that's going to show up. Right. But it was always kind of present. It was always kind of present. I look back and I see these little like nuggets here and there where there were like hints of that. And I'm like, oh, how interesting. Like when I look back and, well, and all of that, but I got it's so, val what's it's that? so validating. It's so validating. And it's like, oh no. Yeah. Like that's totally, totally the thing, but it is, it's scary because we, we, for me, I'd already established after working so hard to build this practice up, I had a two month waiting list, you know, all these different things and to just let it burn to the ground and say, no, I'm not doing that anymore. Woo. As a single woman, yeah. woo, Jesus, take the wheel. Like, <laughs> that's so cool. Uh, oh my God. Oh, hang on. Kitty cats. We're, we're doing a thing again. My, my family sometimes can't watch me. They're just like, we love you. And this is so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that, cause they want to keep you safe and 
they want you right and there's i think for a lot of us you know we've been told the financial security you know to get a paycheck i will say this to get a comparing my life now to how it used to be you know getting the paycheck every few weeks and you know having insurance benefits and like it just comes with the job right and now it's like um i've had to build everything from the ground up it's a completely different experience but i gotta tell all the listeners out there like i don't know how people do this without um connection to the creative energy of all that is however you want to call that i have no um, idea I'm i have no idea or not at all uh, I suppose. yeah uh, yeah, my, um, I just ended a very serious relationship, um, at the end of last year, unfortunately. Um, and it was not a, it was not a fun situation to have to go through that. And it was not one, and we didn't want it to end, but it kind of had to, but this person very much struggles with, um, where I'm like, you know, like the universe and like connection to energy, like this person, like can't grasp onto that, you know, and it just makes life so much more difficult. Yeah. And it's not like there's no shoulds. It's just, um, I think to step out of that place of that knowing of security and step into this more, you know, spiritual realm, if you will, of security with the universe, you know, aligning with the universe and stuff. It's just a whole different world and how to approach life. I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong, but go, how I used to be connected to the certainties and the control and the musts and the shoulds um and it felt safer in certain ways but at the same time like living in this kind of space now like I, there's so much more joy and freedom that i can never go back right, right. and it's hard to coexist it's hard when people around you don't necessarily understand um right. or can't relate uh and and it's almost it's just such a it's a knowing, it's just a given, and it's a way that we live at this point. So it's very yeah. hard, um, you know, to be in a misalignment with anything going on. It is. And it, I think it's hard for also because the systems that a lot of us high performing professionals work in, like for you in the law world, for me, the medical world, um, other people, you know, the aviation industry and stuff like that, it's not like they're talking about the universe. Right. <laughs> the creative energy of all that is and you know I, I think yeah it's not exactly um part of the the system teachings although I think it's shifting oh I do too I think there's more of an acceptance and like you and I talk about all the time we just have to use different words we just have to use different words that are a little more palatable right for for those things but it's it's starting to shift for sure and I think that makes it a much healthier um both emo emotionally and mentally uh on all those levels for people to, to work in those spaces. Absolutely. Um, one thing I did want to ask uh, you again, I'm always impressed by kind of these methods and the way you organize um, how you work through things, your thought process and how you work with uh, clients or even, you know, speaking to groups, but do you have any tips, tricks, or tools uh, that you use to kind of support your higher frequency mindset uh, that you could share with our listeners? Yeah. So, so many, but which, which, which little nugget of wisdom <laughs> do I want to share with you today? Um, one of my biggest things talking about the consulting, my emotions piece. Um, so I'm a highly sensitive person and empath, which I'm sure many listeners out there who are part of the, you know, shift her movement are. Um, and one of the biggest things I do is I do an emotional time in every day. 
And it's that, you know, when I was going through my process and consulting, you know, for any of you who have watched, seen the movie um, Inside Out, which I think is one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> like we all have those energetic, you know, emotions are energy. So you have to think of any time you have an emotion, it comes like your body literally generates a ball of energy is the way I like to visualize it. And either you consult it and you let that energy out in some way that's healthy or you don't, and it gets stuck in your body. And that's when you get blood pressure, that's stroke level. That's when you get, um, because that energy has got to go somewhere. Um, that's when your skin erupts into a, a, an eruption of nasty boil lesions and, and your hair starts falling out. So for me, because I'm a CEO and founder and wear all the hats in my business, it's really important for me to slow down once a day through um, either talking to a trusted friend or um, consulting in my journal to do a five minute emotional time. And I think it's a great practice for families to get into like at the dinner table, not what did you do today? How did you feel today? You know, how did you feel today? When, and getting curious, you guys, I think getting curious because so many of us take other people's emotions personally yes. and internalize them. And then we also, a lot of us have shame about our own emotions. Like, oh my God, how can I possibly feel that way? No, like emotions are just delivering a message and they have nothing to do with anybody else, but your experience of that thing. So emotional time ends every day. And if you felt anger, you felt enraged at some point, or you felt ashamed, let it out in some way that serves you. Um, Cause that way it discharges that energy. People, um, are always like, how does your skin look so good? And it's like all this other stuff. And I'm like, it's my emotional check-ins every day. And they're like, that is the least sexy answer I have ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> but I'm like, I swear to Pete, because so many wrinkles and stuff come from people like, yes, there's lifestyle and nutritional causes to that, but there's also emotional uh, causes to those things. So if you let all those emotions out, um, I can say honestly at 34 and just, I went through actually a very deep grief journey this winter with my breakup. And there were a couple little wrinkles on my face that letting all this old grief, I mean, the current grief, let the old grief out that I had never felt with certain things. And all of a sudden those wrinkles are gone, you know, and again, I'm not doing anything different per se. It's just, it's letting that energy out. So emotional time ends every day and some people are like um the number one comment I get is I'm scared to see what comes out yeah. I'm scared to see what comes out and I'm like I understand and that's valid but to recognize you are not your emotions they're just messengers and it's you got to just start one little baby step at a time you know don't, don't you don't have to rip off the whole band-aid just one little thing at a time right less overwhelming. Well, I could probably talk to you all day. I have one um, other question for you and um, it can be a, a quick one, uh, but we like to kind of, of ask this question of everybody that joins us. Um, knowing, I guess, what you know now, what would you tell, what's one thing that you would tell your younger self? Ooh. So we were talking about validation earlier. If I could tell my younger self anything, I would tell her your feelings are valid. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your feelings are valid. You are not crazy for feeling that way. Um, and I would also give her space to let her big emotions out. Um, and like, just celebrate her in those, in those places. Because I think a lot of times growing up, I got celebrated for 
being the high achiever and the good girl. Um, but I couldn't be celebrated in my upsetness or my sadness, you know, and the things that weren't as shiny and pretty. And I would want to celebrate her in all of her variations of who she is and that integration of who she is, uh, both her light and her dark pieces. So yeah, for me, I always, I love that question because I've been asked it before and I'm like, your feelings are valid (laughs) (laughs) and they're beautiful. You have beautiful feelings, even the not pretty ones, you know? So, um, excuse me for that. So yeah, that's what I would, that's what I would tell her. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you want to share? We've got, um, your, social handles and your website. We'll make sure to have those in the show notes. Um, but is there anything else, any words of wisdom, anything you did that we didn't cover that you just wanted to, to leave? You know, I always like ending with my, my one quote, um, you know, when ultimately when we're talking about these things and the pressure and why we do things, we, we should ourselves, right. Is because I really believe at the end of it, we're trying to get love. And we think that we have to do certain things to be loved on a very subconscious level or to be cared for. You know, some people love makes them want to vomit. So it's a, how about cared for <laughs> or love? But my, um, one of my favorite quotes that I, it's, it's an Erica quote, uh, but I say love can't be known. It needs to be experienced so that we all do um, a mindful job of showing the action of love toward ourselves and showing the action of love towards others. We can't just know like, oh, you, you know, I love you. No, we need to experience it. So just letting that out into the world. Well, thank you so much, Erica. As always, I really enjoy visiting with you. I love your story. Um, I think you're going to do amazing things. And we really appreciate you taking the time out today uh, to talk to me and to uh, share all of your awesomeness and goodness with our listeners. Oh, thank you so much, Brooke. And I appreciate you letting me on here and talk to your beautiful audience. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Shift Her Podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. You can follow us on Facebook at Shift Her, Instagram at shifther.co, and read more about us at www.shifther.co. While you're there, sign up for our High Vibe monthly newsletter, where we share even more inspiration and stories from our Mastermind program. Links from today's episode are in the show notes.